these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into the Constitutionalist with Ghani the Don. Don't be political property. Be free. Hello, hello, and welcome everybody. Welcome to the show. Good to see different present accents in the listen section. Make sure you uh, pop up here. So the discussion tonight is in Oh my gosh. I'm going to change the title because it does not say what it's supposed to say. I hope it doesn't mess up the live. Hold on. Oh, it was right, actually. Just kidding. Mental political party plantation. So where do you think you land? Do you think the Democrat Republican Party cares about you or is going to save you? Let's talk about it. So it's an open discussion as well. And... Um, I have something I want to share on here when it pertains to George Washington, because, you know, a lot of some, a lot of people I feel like who are really awake to things, like, when was the last best president we actually had? You know, maybe not in your lifetime, but, like, overall, people say George Washington. And George Washington was, um, he posts the political parties, he warned them about it in his farewell address and, and things like that, so... We have to think about looking at the climate now and what he warned. So I'm just going to go ahead and play it. And I want there to be more folks in here to hear it, but I don't want to play more than once. But we can, you know, go off of it and pivot off of it as we speak. But I'm going to go ahead and play this video. It's kind of quiet for some reason, but it really explains this whole um, concept when it comes down to the George Washington piece and the political parties, because, you know, he's the only president out of 45 that was not a part of a political party. So let's see. Let me mute my mic just in case they play something else that I don't know what's going on, because they may give me an ad now for some reason. But give me one second. I'm going to play this. I want you to think about it. And then think about the climax we're in today and what he warned about it. So let me see real quick. Let me make sure there's no ads. Okay, this is it, but it's so quiet. George Washington, not a member of a political party. In the long history of the American Republic, there have been 45 presidents of the United States, and only one, the first president, George Washington, did not represent a political party. Put another way, every president since 1796 has. But Washington believed, as did many of his contemporaries in the American founding era, that political parties were an evil to be avoided, or failing that, to be contained 
and overcome. There are a few important reasons for that. In fact, the Constitution that Washington helped to draft in Philadelphia in 1787, the Constitution our government still operates under today, makes absolutely no mention of political parties. And it clearly did not anticipate them. For example, as originally ratified, the U.S. Constitution declared that the second-place vote-getter in the presidential election would serve as vice president of the United States. Hillary Clinton would serve as vice president under Donald Trump. Mitt Romney would have served under Barack Obama. Only in 1804, with the ratification of the 12th Amendment, was this procedure changed, and members of the Electoral College began to submit separate ballots to president and vice president. Also, political parties as we know them only began to take shape while Washington was in office. His unanimous election as president in 1788 had only served to convince him and others that just maybe this American Republic may never see political parties develop. But frustratingly, by 1793 or 1794, there was an emerging split between two distinct visions for the future of the country. In particular, groups calling themselves Democratic Republican societies began to appear in cities around the nation. And this was new. They would form the nucleus of a formal, concerted opposition party, something that frightened many people, including Washington. Why did it happen when it did? It's hard to imagine that the split would have appeared around 1794 without the pressures of international war. Only after Great Britain and revolutionary France went to war in 1793 did the Democratic-Republican Party really begin to form itself as a true opposition party in American politics against what would have become known as the Federalist Party. Some ongoing debates over domestic issues like the creation of a national bank and other economic issues became intertwined with these more divisive foreign policy questions such as whether the United States should actually enter the war on the side of the French Republic. Thomas Jefferson himself said in 1793 that the war, quote, kindled and brought forward the two parties with an ardor which our own interests merely could never excite. But Washington remained above the fray through the end of his second and final term as president. He wanted to be a president of all the American people. And the most important reason was this. He believed unity, not division, was necessary for a democratic republic to survive. And Washington truly believed that political parties like these would only serve to divide and ultimately destroy the young United States. His words in what's become known as the farewell address, his advice to the nation as he prepared to leave the presidency in 1796, are clear on this point. What he called, quote, the spirit of party, serves, quote, always to distract the public councils and enfeeble the public administration. It agitates the community with ill-founded jealousies and false alarms, kindles the animosity of one party against another, foments occasionally riot and insurrection. Washington was even sure that, that the spirit of party, quote, opens the door to foreign influence and corruption, which finds a facilitated access to the government itself through the channels of party passions. Throughout his political life, all the way to his death in 1799, George Washington was confident that the Republic could and should function without the existence of political parties. So I think that was a great explanation. Um, and, you know, George Washington's warning for political parties, and especially at the end, for a second there, I was like, wait, are you calling this a Democrat Republic? And then he, at the very end, he clarified, he called it a Republic. So I was cool with that, but that was very interesting. And now we are at this point right now where our politics are influenced by war. And to think that, you know, part of the reasons why we have parties now, if you look at historically what he was referring to, that 
it's it's been a cancer. If you think about it, when the parties started forming together, they have the different parties. It's, it divides the nation. So before it was all unified, you know, Washington won. Um, it was all dandy. But like that's for me. I was like, I'm like, hmm. At first, I'm like, yes, a, a third party can be the answer. But then I was like, I feel like the parties are the problem. And now, like, after doing my research and everything, I'm like, I think that. And so I think that the parties are the problem. And I'm just like, mm, even if we have another party or two new parties, I feel like it'll just be like a cloak of the other ones. They'll infiltrate it. There'll be all the money laundering going on. There'll be all this money in these parties. And it's not about anyone else. And I feel like, honestly, if we come down to it, we just need to find people that are actually independent, constitutionalist, people who actually want to um, make sure we govern as people. We are individuals. We have we can make our own decisions. We don't need the government telling us what we can and can't do. If, if I feel like we would be a very strong nation and we have so many opportunities for anybody, regardless of what you look like. If we actually function the way we were supposed to. So I'm curious what you have to say. I don't know if Philip Melody, which I know is my mom. And then there's, um, I don't think you can speak if you're probably listening from the wed version. Other that's on here, you can definitely speak too. Um, Philip, I'm going to add you as a caller. I'm so, I'm interested in what your thoughts are on what we just heard him say. And then I know you have a lot to say on this subject. Um, but I'm gonna make you a call now. What did you think about that video we just heard? I hope you heard it enough, but it sounded kind of quiet. No, I heard it. It was. Um, I think you and I have talked about this topic quite a few times. Um, you know that I believe that, that the political parties are the problem. It's so obvious. If you can't see it, open your eyes. Um, they are definitely the problem. I mean, we've got one side, you know, like they say on the right, it pulls everybody one way, and then one side on the left, it pulls everybody the other way. And their only objective is to divide us, to keep us from being united, because the government wants ultimate power. And if you think for one minute that the Democrat Party and the Republican Party are not working together, then you live in a different world than I do. And it's time for uh, it's time for us to have a president that is not party affiliated, that is only affiliated with the with the well being of the United States citizens and the Constitution to step up and say we're not taking it anymore. That's it. We this is not the United States. Everything you guys are doing are illegal. If you pass a law that is unconstitutional, that law itself is with is illegal. Therefore, anyone who who cares is committing a crime. And it doesn't matter if it's a police officer or, or, or a politician or a judge or whatever. We have to get back to that. But we have to unite. Um, you know, Donnie and I, we've, we've spoke a lot. We don't agree on everything. Um, sometimes I can convince her my way, and sometimes she can convince me of hers. And, and we speak to a lot of people, and we don't agree with everybody, but we're willing to listen. You know, I'm willing to listen. Um, I don't give my opinion. I only go based on what the Constitution says, and that's it. Um, but you still have to listen to people. That's how you unite. You know, you, you can't go around saying that we are one voice if everyone's not allowed to speak. Because everyone has to speak, 
and voice their opinion to become that one voice, even if everybody doesn't get along. And I know for a fact, look, the United States is the greatest country on the earth. The American people are the greatest people on the, on, on the planet. There is no doubt in my mind whatsoever, no matter your religion, your race, your race or your sexual orientation, that we can't work this shit out. There's none whatsoever. I know for a fact we can do it, but it'll never happen as long as you keep voting these parties. I have nothing to say bad about the individuals that, that may or may not be running because, hell, we don't really know if they're running or not. But no matter what they say to you, you have to remember this. A vote for them is a vote for their party. They are just puppets. They're not puppets for you. They're puppets for their party. So absolutely. And Philip, I have a question. So about what we heard about what the George Washington thing. What is your thoughts on Washington? Do you want to elaborate on some things about that? You know, with him being the the first president to and the only one to be not affiliated with a party. You're not affiliated with a party. So like do you feel like you have a connection? First of all, he was the first and I will be the second. That's that's first of all. I don't know if you um, know what I'm trying to get at, but if you can't speak on it, can't speak on it because it's a good time to speak on it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I know what you're <laughs> getting at. No, I can't speak on all of it. Just FYI. Not yet. You say what? What was that again? I can't speak on all of it. FYI. Not yet. Okay. Dang it. <laughs> it's the perfect time to do that. At least that person. There's a possibility that I may be related to George Washington. I'm in the process of doing the ancestry thing, but it's only an 86 point some odd percent match, and I and I will not say that I am one way or the other. Actually, it'd be a sister that I may be related to, but it's still the same thing. So, um, um, there was a lot of things that I found out through the ancestry thing, which is like freaking cool, like. I always thought I was just some white Irish boy that's family come from Ireland. Crap. I'm like the biggest mutt that ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, it's funny. Um, so when everything was popping off and I sent you a picture of my great, great, great grandfather, you're like, what's his last name? He looks like my family. He's my people. And I was like, wait a minute, let me go back to my mom and I'm going to ask my mom about what's going on with this and it, it we don't have proof yet but we may be related we might be related i can tell and you I what a lot of my be. ancestors look a lot like your ancestors there has to be <laughs> there has to be some funny business going on somewhere <laughs> somewhere man mom if you could have mike and speak on that a little bit with the, <laughs> with the, our cherokee but, side and then the um our irish side and it's just like when we were discussing it like, yeah here's a picture of my grandpa and I was just like, oh, he was like, uh, what's his last name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was odd how much they looked alike, wasn't it? But yeah. uh, but getting back to the George Washington thing, I mean, he he nailed the he hit the nail right on the head whenever he spoke. Um, and, he, you know, and you've heard me say it, Donnie, the parties are what's dividing the nation. The parties are what will ruin this nation. Um, people just have to understand whenever you vote in a party one way or the other, you're every time you do it, every time you do it, you're getting further and further and further away from your rights and your freedoms. They don't care about us. I don't care which one it is. They do not care about us. 
Mom, I just added you as a, a speaker for if for some reason that you fell off. Um, but I'll add you if, if you request again, I'll add you back up. But um, that song has been stuck in my head with Michael Jackson's song for the past week. They don't really care about us, and then you I just said even, it. I didn't even. That's know that. the reason why I know. I feel like we're related because like that's a weird connection. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was a song. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jackson. Look it up. They don't really care about us. Like you listen to it. It's like they try to hint to us, like, hey, they don't care. They don't care. Well, well that is true. I mean, they really don't. They, they they don't. They care about their agenda and their power. See, that's the thing. Uh, the Constitution was structured in a way to to give people the power over the country. And uh, that's why we were a constitutional republic. And then you hear all these people talking about our democracy. That's just what they wanted you to believe because that's their way of getting power. Um, you know, and, and you hear it all the time. And, and I understand why people say it because it's so common. That's just what you hear. And the definition is so similar that I can understand why people would, would get them mixed up. But, but they're not the same. Um, first steps democracy, the second steps a dictatorship. Um, as far as the constitutional republic goes, I mean, it's just going to stay that way. You know, the people are in power, um, and and the people's power is based off the constitution. That's basically what it is. Uh, that, that's the people's rights. Um, and and we've got so far from that. It's it, it's just unreal. It's sickening. It's absolutely sickening. Um, but we're going to get it back. I know we're going to get it back. Um, yes. We're the, greatest country, we're the greatest country this world has ever seen, and we are the greatest people this world has ever seen. Um, we're not going to let this happen. We, we, we've, we're we not going to be defeated. It's not going to happen. So, absolutely. And anyway. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a little – okay, one second. Um. You're absolutely right. I want to get to the comment section um, as well. By the way, this is a little different. Um, when you are on here, there's a little a live chat section. Um, Jet just spoke. And I just look at Jet's picture. And he's wearing my tank top for my, my store on my website. I, uh-huh. I didn't know that he bought it. He's wearing that the he's wearing property of God only um, the tank top. And I, I appreciate that. I did not know. I did not know. But uh, Jet said that George Washington had an advisor by the name of, I think, Pascal Beverly Randolph. Check him out. And yeah. I can't copy and paste this. I'm going to take a screenshot so I can make sure I look it up. I will look it up. I don't know anything about that. Do you know anything about that, Philip? Um. I, I do know that George Washington, I'm not saying this is the person because I, I don't remember the name of it because I've been studying George Washington. Um, he did have an advisor that was a sl- that was one of his slaves. I do know that. Um, but I don't remember the name of the gentleman. I mean, he went everywhere with him. Everywhere. And that was like his I'm- most trusted best friend, confidant. I mean, just, just his, his best guy. So um, I think you're right. So Jet replied, I'm going to look into it. That is so dope. I didn't know that. It yeah. said, helped me a lot. Was a freed man, and yes, this is him. Okay, you're right. 
Wow, that is so cool. Yeah, because I remember I, I I was I watched a documentary on it to where uh, George Washington would get so frustrated if any battle or anything happened, like he would get in his way he, because he didn't want him to get shot. He was standing in front of George Washington, you know. And uh, but yeah, that was like his that was his guy. That was his advisor. Uh, a lot of the things that you hear George Washington said came from him. I mean, he, and that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. Thanks for bringing that up, Jet. Yeah, definitely. And by the way, I think Jet listens to uh, most of your YouTube videos too. So make sure when we, as we do this, you get us your link in the live chat for your YouTube video so people learn more about you. He is running for president of the United States 2024 as an independent. So mom, what did you want to say on this? Especially, remember I told you, I'm like, I mean, we might be related. You know, all this stuff, we're discussing things. Does it sound like we could be related? <laughs> oh, Mom, okay, so, on the, there you are. I'm going to call you Aunt. There's, I'm going to call you Aunt Melody if you don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. You can call me that. Yeah, it does. It sounds like it. Very close. <laughs> But yeah, so okay, so a little bit about okay, so what's your what's your thing about the politics? Is you used to be heavy in politics, and you know what is your what are your thoughts on the two parties? And we're going to get to the plantation part of it here soon, um, in just a second. But mom, what do you think about the political parties? And you know what you've witnessed and watched for your time frame, and where you know I know you're not into politics like that, but like now you have other goals, but like. What are you what are you saying? Is it seem divisive? Do you think George Washington was onto something? Yeah, I think he was onto something. And um um I agree with Philip. This divide between um Republican and Democrat, I, I mean, I used to be like a strong believer. My father um encouraged me to vote. I voted from the age of eighteen and I constantly voted, but more as I watched, um, I really didn't see anything being done on the behalf of um from for what I was wanting to be to be seen it's like they did everything for everyone but what we were asking for so um I believe that George Washington's wanted something and I also I don't even vote anymore far as it comes to the Democrat or Republican party vote Drake 2024 sorry I, had oh my- to- I got you <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we definitely got you. So <laughs> I don't see him in the chat, but he put something up and then I, maybe he ran. Maybe he's other. I'm not for sure. But John A underscore four four said both parties equal. It's all fake theater. They have one thing that they agree on that is horrible for us. And they support the terrorist state of O Israel. Now, I didn't know. I, I didn't read it before I read it. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't hey, everybody, have, everybody has their own opinions. They do, but I don't have an opinion on that necessarily. I might honestly, I didn't really pay attention to Israel or nothing until Trump was president. Like the international stuff, I never really paid any attention to before. So um, I just, I read a live chat. That's not necessarily what I believe in. I don't believe in anything at this point because I don't know anything about that at this point. So. Um, I don't see him in the chat, but he typed it up and ran. So I'm not really, unless he's the other. I don't know. I think the thing is with that, if you think about it too, 
So you are you still here, John? Are you the other? So here's the thing. That's my whole thing is the division thing. When we we categorize ourselves into something, but and as Americans, I feel like we'll be a lot stronger if we you know focus on things we actually all cared about. And this stuff over food is an issue. I don't want anyone saying that. Hold on. that we're American first and then they're not American first. So if you put Israel over America, I'm going to have an issue with that. If you put Ukraine, uh, Afghanistan, anybody over America, I have an issue with that. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, Philip, I have another person who's a caller who wants to speak. Uh, He's great. I'm excited to see what he has to say. Knock yourself out. Add anything before we add him on here? Well, I'm sure I'll speak again, but just in case I get cut off, God bless all of you and love you all. Wait, no, just in case you get cut off, I forgot. So one more thing before we go to uh, Blondie. Um, when you you are officially running for president, absolutely, and you sent me a screenshot mm-hmm. of what Valapedia said. Would you like to elaborate? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. So I had ran for state senator here in District 27 in Texas, and, and I ran. I started off running as a Republican, and that's how I really got some inf- inside information and found out just how crooked both parties were. I mean, it's like sickening. So I decided to leave the Republican Party and become an independent and just say the hell with both of you. And so when you go on Ballotopia and see that I'm running for president, it... it that the Republicans thought that it would be it would behoove them to put on there that I was disqualified, which is not true. I left. There's a difference. But hey, whatever floats their boat. I mean, it, it just proves what they are. It just proves what the parties are, you know. And and to be honest with you, when I read it, I kind of chuckled, and I'm like, they must really think I'm a threat. This is good. <laughs> They've already started attacking me. This is good. So, so, my mom and I were talking about this stuff too. And she was like, so this is another thing my mom, we were talking about, but we didn't really talk about on your side of things. My mom was like, oh, when you were like, you've never been for any party ever. Because like I said, I've always talked about these things. And then, you know, when I supported Trump and everything, I was, like, supporting Republicans and things. She's like, oh, that's different. You never normally support anybody as a party. And then, you know, I ran for office and I had my own experience. Um, she was like, that's a story to tell because you've actually lived it. You can actually discuss, like, um, yeah, this is not good um, how they operate. They're, they're, there's a unit party going on and all these things like that. So it's like, when Philip or Donnie or someone else says something, they try to make people look like sore losers. It's not a sore loser thing. It is exactly how it's designed. All these li- the people who fight for liberties, who are constitutionalists, cons- true stronghold conservatives get 3%, 2%, 1% of the vote. Really? There's a reason. It's designed that way. So they don't want people who actually want freedom and liberty and fighting for those things. They just say that. To manipulate you so you support them. No, that is true. That's what they do. I mean, but, you know, they can try to make me look like a sore loser, but it's 
pretty hard because I just kind of grin and laugh at things and go on. Because I've noticed there's no need in getting mad because if you get mad, they're in control. So just kind of laugh it off and talk about it and and just move on. You know, don't harp on it. Don't sit there and just worry about one thing. I mean, you can't get anything done doing that. You, you can't. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know. If, uh, if the, let's say the media uh, attacks me later on, you're not going to hear me spend the most of my campaign complaining about how bad the media is because I can't get anything done doing that. If I want to change the media, well, I got to win them over. But then again, I can't tell them what they can and can't do because it's within their constitutional rights for freedom of speech and freedom of press. If you don't yeah. like me and you want to say that you don't like me, it's in your right to say that you don't like me. And if, I, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to be mad at you. It, yeah. it doesn't accomplish anything. It, it just doesn't. And and you know how I feel about drama, Donnie. I mean, there's not enough. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, my God. And, and let, I, let, me, let me get to the live chats real quick so that we can have um, Blondie go. Um, I think, Mom, did you change your name while we're talking? It said, now it says metaphor celebrities. <laughs> okay. Um, so she said, wow, yes, there is a difference. And then Jet says, more power to you. I think he's talking to you, Philip. When you get your traction with the people and that comes up in a debate and interview. Okay. And John, That's I good. see you said you're here. You're here. I don't know. Are you listening from a web version? Because I don't see you on that. Um. I don't see you on the app version as a listener, but I'm um, at Blondie. So give me a second. Blondie slash Bob, how are you doing? Um, go ahead, unmute your mic and go ahead. How you doing, Phil? How you doing, Donnie? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Uh, okay, that's good. I just want to make sure. Now, anyway, um. I like the quote that you, whoever put it up, I believe it was you, Donnie, the one for George Washington. I think we're, we're, we're living in exactly what George Washington said. When people in government become cunning, they subvert government, and they get into power. And it's funny, but one thing they tell Congress, I don't know if you guys ever heard of, I think I, I, I saw it mentioned one time, either TikTok or, or Twitter, and it says, once, once they're giving the orientation for to the new House of Representative members, they they tell them, You're here now. Don't worry about what, what your what your constituents are telling you or expecting from you. It's it's like they're 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 telling them not to worry about who got them into power. They don't have to answer to us. Now they could do whatever they want. I think that's that should be checked. And that should be recorded. And I believe truly that if ever we are to make a reset, not the global reset, please do not confuse me, um, but a reset here in America where we have to use the Constitution to to put our congressional people, president, whoever's in power, accountable, hold them accountable. I believe they should, uh, it should be done proper. It should be done where the Constitution is rewritten, not to take away what the founding fathers left us, but to be more specific, like, for example, you guys mentioned uh, media. I bet you your founding fathers never believed that media was going to become this powerful, become corporate owned and would have new technology. Probably nowhere in their mind did anything cross or they probably assumed or thought anything like that. 
I believe the media should be regulated and held accountable. I'm not saying take away the right to speak to you know to to speak the truth in in freedom of the press. No, they should be regulated as to what they're speaking. They should be held accountable, and that is held with punitive damage and criminal if they continue speaking the lies that they do. They, we, we need to start holding people accountable. And I hope that whatever parties come into part, uh, come, come in, especially of uh, constitutionalists, independent, and whatever new parties might come about, we have to have that, that we got to hold not only our, our own, our own uh, congressmen and women, people in, in power, including the president, so we, we need to strip them of powers. The government has gone too big, and it's, 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 it's become uncontrollable, and, and nobody should fear, and nobody should have to be threatening, but we should act out to change and make that change and use Article, I think it's Article 35, if I'm right, 36 of the Constitution, where 36 states vote. We should, we should be able to challenge them. The people need to wake up and start using the power. And that's something I don't think it's ever been done in the history of the United States, where 36 states get up. Are, are you referring to the Convention of States? Yeah, I believe that's the one. Mark Levin was talking about it um, uh, last year or the year before, when all this mess was going on with the elections. We should be using the Convention of States. It is important. We should be challenging them to power. Because right now, I don't know if you noticed, in the last two years, going into two years, I don't know whether you keep on saying that that Biden's here for three more years. No, it's actually less than three years you see, that he's going on. But he, with, with Congress, did not do nothing. They have not done anything. Um, I'm thankful for some of the representatives, like maybe Cinema, and, and I think it was uh, uh, Munchen, I think his name, that, that kind of blocked a better build plan, whatever that is. And which was going to cost trillions of dollars, which was, I think, of the whole mess. It wasn't going to accomplish anything. Let's be honest. It was just going to get us more into debt. I think we're, I think our country now is more like 31 trillion dollars in debt. I might be wrong in the number. I believe that we sh we, 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 we should have something that will limit their power, including those that, that can and con constantly have made a career of politics. We, we as a people have been too comfortable for too long. People need to get involved. We should have the power to to recall them in an instant. I've never once heard anybody say, they talk about impeachment. We know it's not going to go through because they control, the Democrats control the House. Why don't they ever say, we have the power to recall the president? We know they did something wrong. Why hasn't anybody said a referendum, a recall? I've never once ever heard any, any American, fellow American say, let's do a recall. We know that something went wrong. Let's fix this. Am I here alone? I heard. I, I hope people are hearing me. We, we before we before well, I, we get Blondie, but they but there are recalls. That's more of a. Uh, there's some state level things that happen with those things. Yeah. But we haven't. Like 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 like. Let me give you an example. I know when they recalled uh, Scott. Hey, Blondie, I forgot Blondie, his name. You know. It, 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 yeah. Blondie, one second. So I want to hit that point so you can go to your next one. So I want to lose what you were just saying. Um, so there, there are recalls. Like Gavin Newsom was, they were trying to recall him. That went through, and you know they have a mail-in voting, and you know you get, a, you can vote if you have a driver's license issue going on in California. Yeah. So there are recalls that happen, but a lot of times, like I said, my issue and all my other spaces, my other list, my podcasting here, are that 
the 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 people who are enforcing the laws are only focusing on commoner and they're focusing on the government. They're still inside the road and see how fast they're going so I can get you. They're literally sitting in these council meetings. They're literally sitting in these um, commissioner meetings, hearing them doing unconstitutional things and do nothing. So what we have to change is the people who are starting off trying before anything else first step is to go after the we need to make sure that we're holding those people accountable. They're not being trained to enforce the law this way and they're only picking one group of people, the commoners, and not the other side. That needs to be held accountable. It's our duty to stand up and do that. Do we have people out there talking about things? No. They're on universities making fun of people for being stupid. They're over there asking you to donate to them, and then when you want to go see them and speak to them, you need to pay at least a grand to talk to them. If people don't have you guys as a right um, frame mind for us involved because they're being funded by someone else to say what they're saying. So that's when Donnie, Philip, Robert, who's waiting to speak, or anyone else who wants to speak on anything doesn't get attention because the media didn't say we're popular enough and to listen to us. When you see certain people getting praise, and that's why I can't like a lot of public figures because I know they're getting praise because they're being told what to say. And you'll see they won't say certain things because it will hurt their money. It comes back to money. And if you can be bought and paid for my money. I think, honestly, I really wanted to be at a certain level and have those kind of accolades and stuff. If that's what I actually cared about, I would be there right now. But I'm not. But I'm not because, one second, I'm not because I can't be controlled. I do not want to be controlled. Let him go to his next point real quick, Philip. And then please, if you have a pen and paper, I can, like write down real quick. I was just going to say something about the media real fast. Okay, let's that do that awesome. and go back to Blondie. Okay, look, it's real simple. If you want to control the mainstream media, you don't have to rewrite the Constitution. Just cut your TV off. If you cut your TV off, they don't get ratings. If they don't get ratings, they go bankrupt. So then they have two choices. They either speak the truth or they lose everything they've got. It is that simple. Most of the problems in, I'd say almost every problem in the United States, and you you really need to think of this, can be solved with common sense. Nothing else. Common sense. Just cut your TV off. It's that simple. That's all I had to say about that. Sorry. And and another thing. You're good, you're thank right you for sh- thank you for sharing that, Philip. It's uh, believe yeah. it. It's true. Voting with your dollar. Then and yeah, uh, really not not contributing to their networks. Uh, I know that's that's a solution. Uh, I'm a little bit dumbfounded because I I worked at NBC Universal as a contractor because I, I'm a computer tech, network tech. And uh, some of my boys, the ones that I work with, fellow co-workers, told me that some of those rooms had Trump signs, Republican signs. I was like, wait a minute. You're telling me that Access Hollywood, the program that you see, that you see, uh, that you see on TV, you got conservatives in there? I go, well, that, from what I know, that's a liberal hellhole all in there. I saw other rooms that had the opposite. Anti-Trump, anti—you know, pro-LGTB. Wherever I saw the the uh, gay flag, the LGBTQ rainbow flag, I knew immediately what they were about. So I'm like, so how could they stand if they're so called intolerant? I mean, where where is the conservatives among the media? I question. Why aren't they speaking up? Or are they too quiet that they allow them a certain group, a certain sector that's relegated to a certain floor? You know, this is the conservative building to show something to the world. But in reality, they it's just fake. 
I told my friends, I, I believe it's all fake because it's all NBC owned by uh, Comcast, NBC Universal. And, uh, you know, I, I question all this because powers, in a way, is true what Phil was saying. But at the same time, that does, still doesn't stop our, our politicians uh, and regarding accountability. We should have a quick a quick recall. The, the, uh, like, if you know the recall that we had here in California, because I'm from California, or should I say California, uh, the, ne- the next Venezuela, hopefully not. Uh, right here in California, you know, last year we had a recall. We recalled Gavin Newsom. We had uh, Larry Elder, who happens to be a libertarian, radio host, great person. And uh, he, he could have got the vote, wait, but he wait, didn't wait. have enough. And unfortunately... Wait, 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 wait. Real quick, I thought Larry Elder was a Republican and he was conservative. I never heard nothing about libertarian at all. Oh, well, he's a he's a libertarian that 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 obviously runs with a with a Republicans, kind of like uh, Rand Paul. You know, Rand Paul is really not a Republican; he's a libertarian. So they're cloaked. If they if they want to win in their district, they won't run as libertarians. But when they have the chance, they'll 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 show their libertarian side, which is much more limited government. Um, if you know the party of libertarians. Uh, and and the thing the thing is they run on the Republican ticket, but uh, Rand Paul and Larry Elder, he's officially honest. He always say he never uses the word Republican. He uses the Republican ticket to his advantage, but everybody knows he's really a libertarian. I got the thing you. Was, uh, hey, one with, second, one second. Uh-huh. I want I want I know that you can I know that you can go and go, but I want to make sure we get to the the live chat stuff as well. Um. Okay, so Ice Judge said, yeah, Elder said he's a libertarian. Interesting. I don't listen to him, but but the the Republicans push him so hard that I thought he was a Republican. That's Mm -hmm. good to know. I have to take a note, and I'll do my research on that. If I'm wrong, cool. I like it. I like to learn. But um, I had no idea that he's libertarian because I have questions more so now. Now how I hear how the libertarians talk and their beliefs and their values – and uh, they have recently tweeted recently that um, trans something is something. And I was like, no, you didn't. I feel like I've been infiltrated. You're trying to cater and get people to come to your party because they don't like either party. I feel like the parties are the problem we're discussing tonight. Someone sent me a very, very detailed message. I'm going to read it kind of in a skim-ish way, but I'm going to read it. Um, Jet said... Just very hard to hold a convention of states without total death or corruption of the pioneers of the start of it. Hard to get everyone together and one according to do something when all have different lives with different schedules. Um, definitely different agendas. Uh, God is the one who holds the keys to peace and tranquility. And I, I agree with that completely. So I've never been like a big supporter of the convention of states. And I see to add some things to the Constitution. But I think first, the first step is to get rid of the stuff that shouldn't be there. Like the amendments, the, all these extra laws and stuff they put, then they tacked on in your your state Congress. If you know, um, some people may, may not know, and I'm going to say this because I'm not going to be rude and mean. If you're not in the politics and you got your grades and stuff, that's what you got, okay? But your state has a Congress as well. You have a house and you have a Senate in your state. And so the, the, the thing is, that's really, really important um, when it comes down to what happens in your state. 
And so when you send certain people over to do those things over there, they're going to come from that area. They could be not, they could be no good. And they could maybe come together. And honestly, we have a unit party going on here with the Democrats and Republicans. And then it's my opinion, but I've seen a lot of proof that that's what I, I'm sorry. I think the biggest proof is seeing Lindsey Graham and Kamala Harris fist bumping on the Congress floor. Them hanging out and doing stuff together. Oh, no, that's just work. We disagree at work, but this is our, no, you're friends. No, that, that personal life stuff, that doesn't work out with me. If you don't, if you on camera talking to me as if these people are commies and you're hanging out with them, I think you're a commie too. So I don't think the convention of states is necessarily going to work. I think, first of all, we need to work on certain things locally to fix things. We need definitely need our um, county sheriff departments to defend our rights heavy locally, protect you. There's a county in Nevada, of all places, called Elko County. They came out a couple years ago and they said, um, we're going to run and our government here in this county with the Constitution, Bill of Rights, and Declaration of Independence. Anyone who tries to come here and infringe on those rights, you're getting arrested. Period. The federal government, state, doesn't matter. If you come here trying to do anything, we're going to arrest you. And they've stood on that. I've been going back and making sure they've been standing on it. And I'm looking at it. That's how it's supposed to be anyways. You shouldn't have to declare it. That's how it's supposed to be. But these parties don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about you. They care about your party. It's about the blue wave. It's about the red wave. It's about, oh, the Republicans are going to take this, the House and the Senate after Biden's crap in office. This is never, we're not winning because they're not fighting for us. We lose. When I said, okay, I, the last time I'll ever support a Republican who I know that's a constitutionalist is running because they feel like they have to do that is the primaries in Texas. And the primaries showed me that the elections are not the solution when it comes to that. Yes, Phillips running for president. I think he can still win, regardless of that part of it. Trump won. He wasn't supposed to win in 2016. And then same here. They, 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 he won that night. They had to keep on throwing in some extra votes a couple of days afterwards. He still won. But the thing is, we have to think about this. We have to be as citizens holding people accountable. If they're doing crap in the office, you have to worry about the next election. You can use the Constitution and kick them out. They publicly incriminate themselves with the Constitution because people don't know their constitutional rights. They don't read it. They don't care about it. They make politics another category. Like, here's politics, and then there's sports, and then there's entertainment. Politics is just decides if you're a criminal or not. That's your livelihood. That's how much money you're going to give somebody away, give money away to somebody that you don't even know they're doing your money. They're sending it overseas. They're, they're funding a war that we have nothing to do with. They're, they're provoking. This is nothing about the people. I'll let Philip go ahead and say something. I got another, uh, let me, let me read this real quick. And I, a lot of times when I read these, if I start seeing something, I might like, mm. Jet has another message. That's very true, Philip. God has a way of giving us what we want, good or bad. I pray I stay in remnants of who I know is the winning side when the devil comes and knocks at my door. That's powerful. And that's true. And I think a big issue in this country is that we turn our back on God. We turn our back on God, not plural, God, God, singular. We turn our back on him and they try to say, though, well, the separation of church and state. Yes, that's there to protect your rights. But you can't sit there and 
say get mad at a Christian person because they disagree with um a same sex marriage because marriage in the Bible, which marriage came from, is between a man and woman. If you want some kind of other kind of unity, that's separate. But at the end of the day, I said the bed, the government don't need being your bedroom anyways. There's too much dependence on the government. But Philip, go ahead and then we'll bring up um, Robert Flamethrower. Yeah, you have, I was just Robert. Well, I put it in the message. I, I don't know if you seen the message. What what Jet was referring to? You know, I just said you know, and I was using an example when you when you guys and the Libertarian was running with the Republican Party. Listen, doing that, if you're anything else and running with either the Republican Party or the Democrat Party, it doesn't really matter which way. That's like making a deal with the devil. And you're going to go make a deal with the devil to save souls for God? I mean, come on. If if you're going to get... If you were... And I'm just using the libertarian thing as, as, as an example. If you're going to use the libertarian... It, you're going to say you're libertarian, but you're going to run as a Republican, then you're doing it just so you can get elected. You're a damn politician, and the only thing that you want to do at the end of the day is win. Philip, I'm sorry, I didn't what? see you guys commenting on the live chat, so can you read what you That's said fine. so we have some content of people who are just listening, please? What you said in the chat, to then Philip responded well, to you on. in the chat. I said saying you're a libertarian and running with a party is like a Christian making a deal with the devil to save souls in God's name. That That's what I put. And that's what... I like yeah. that. You should what? highlight that. You, you know, I'll, I'll show you how to do it later, but you can highlight that and then put it on your profile. That's, that's powerful. Yeah, but it's common sense. It yeah, is but it comes back to common sense stuff. <laughs> you know, it, it 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 just makes sense, man. You you got to see. Look, we have to start looking through these political figures. I don't even like calling them political figures. They're just freaking con men, but and con women. But the, these politicians and these parties, we gotta look. We gotta see through the bullshit. Come on, now we're all smarter than that. This country did not get where it was at by being non-intelligent or even semi-intelligent. Now, we, now the American people are some smart people. We just, we just been kind of looking the wrong way, but we are some smart people and, and we can see through their crap. And it goes right back to what me and Donnie talk about all the time. It's just, look, nobody's ever had an option. It's always, it's always you vote for the lesser of the two evils. And it's like I tell Donnie, why, why does that? Why does evil even have to be an option? You vote for lesser of the two evils. Well, that's great, but why in the hell does the evil continuously have to be an option? Whether one's worse or better or whatever, they're the same evil. The parties are just separate cheeks on the same ass. I mean, it's time. We're, we're, I, I, I'm going to stop saying we've got to make a change, and I'm going to say it this way. We are going to make a change. We are going to make a change. And... and I'm telling you, I know I can do it, and I'm just a farmer that's originally from South Carolina and lives in South Texas. But I got loads of common sense, and I got a whole hell of a lot of fight in me. So, shit, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to put my life on hold and 
fix this country. Because if I don't, what kind of father am I? What kind of father am I? I got two wonderful children, a three-year-old and a year and a half old. And I feel like if I don't step up and do something about it, when I'm dead and gone, my children, they're not going to have the same opportunities we have now, even though we don't have a whole lot with the way things are going. And then what about my grandchildren or my great-grandchildren? Is there still going to be a country left for them, or is this going to be a Venezuela? I mean, anyway, I, I don't want to... I don't want to jump up on the soapbox too much, but but listen, I know we can do this. And there's only, I don't know how many people are on this chat right now, but I can promise you guys, we're not the only people that think this way. I promise you the majority of this country thinks this way. No matter yeah. what the media is telling you, no matter what the politicians are telling you, I promise you, we are more like-minded than you could ever imagine. So... Anyway, absolutely. I'm gonna get to Robert in just a second. Jet, man, you a better text typer up than I am. I will have more um, typos than anybody in the world because it always switches up my keyboard. But it may be because I have an Android. I don't know. Jet says common sense isn't common, Philip. You should know, and being smart has nothing to do with holding true to your morals when put in position. Now, everyone stays brave throughout the fight but i believe in you that's powerful i believe in you so stay strong in the fight flamethrower i can't see any chats it's um if you go there's a a, a um a little person's little body thing and then you click to move to the left a little bit you'll see the little text box over there <laughs> but i'll let you respond that real quick philip and then we're gonna get I, to robert yeah I, I appreciate the comment but um I can't take credit for being for being great brave. My bravery comes from God. If I didn't have God, I I'd be a coward, I promise you. So I I can I absolutely cannot take credit for the bravery. Um So that, that but I do appreciate the comment. Thank you. Thanks a lot. I can back that. I'm not going to go too long because Robert is waiting patiently. But I agree that my bravery has come from God. Robert, go ahead. Um, drop some gems. I'm going to make sure I keep using my terminology I use on spaces. I just try to make it quick because we have until 1030. But we can go a little longer. And, you know, people, I just try to make sure our shows say an hour here because it's not spaces. When people can just add, you know, this is new. So um, go ahead, uh, Robert. Okay, well, now it's finally showing all the chats. Uh, like you said, this app is still in beta stage. Um, just looking through the co I've just been started looking through the comments now. I could I could go for hours about Israel, but I don't want to turn. I don't want to go on on a rant. They'll make uh, they'll make your channel look like a bunch of anti semites. <laughs> um, but I I will say this. Uh, that I I know there's a lot of waking up to do, uh, but I I'd like to share this as encouragement. You know that Adam Reuter, Freedom for Maryland. I noticed he's been uh he's been following your posts, and he's and he's a demo he's a he calls himself a logical liberal, and he's running for the county executive for Baltimore County. So. You you are making a difference, believe it or not. Uh, Kufil, 
Um, you, your 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 posts are making a big difference because no, Adam Reuter, he's fall he's been he's been liking a lot of your stuff, a lot of the stuff that I retweet. Oh, can you do me a favor and send me his profile? Because you know I, I I'm still getting notifications, even though I'm shut off for seven days. I'm still getting every time I click on it, I have twenty plus. <sighs> Yeah, he's he's on Twitter, but uh, but whenever I repost your stuff, he usually he usually likes it. So, uh, so so believe me, you're 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 slowly making an impact, and that's and but unfortunately, there's a an uh, let's see, yeah, I'll 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 DM uh I'll DM you his his Twitter profile. Um, but, uh, so let's see, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, he, but yeah, he's, he shared, he actually, yeah, so, but go ahead and speak your mind on what's going down. All right, but what concerns me is that there's still a lot of people to wake up because recently, uh, one of, of what I one thing I posted earlier today is Ben Garrison did a really good comic uh, displaying how the world feels about World War Three and all this stuff going on with Ukraine and Russia. And sadly, there's a lot of people that are believing all the propaganda, and it's just. And I've heard it said that it takes more effort to unbrainwash people than it does to brainwash people. So. Uh, so that's why we need to keep a cool head in all this because we're this is this is not a sprint this is a marathon and if we're gonna prevent World War three it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot of work Yes, absolutely. Sorry. I was sitting there and trying to unmute my mic and would not unmute. So, okay. So, we're, we're back. Um, Philip, do you want to reply to that before we pull uh, Blondie back up? And then we have Gregory um, is another new listener. I think I have never seen you before. Glad to have you, Gregory. And if you honestly would like to come up here and speak, regardless if you agree or disagree, you are welcome to do so as long as you're civil. So you can definitely come up here if you want to speak your mind, because this is not about Donnie or Philip. This is about everyone else. This is a community, and that's how I uh, run my Twitter. That's how I run my website. Um, everything website is www.notpoliticalproperty.com. So I'm gonna pull up Blondie, but Philip, did you want to add anything else before we make Blondie a next caller? Robert, you're right. This is a mar. This is a marathon. That's 110. percent um, But we still have to. We still have to get it, and we have to get it as fast as we possibly can. Even though it is a marathon, because our country won't last much longer. You know, I've had this conversation with a couple people, and I'll make it quick. You know, whenever I first started talking to people about me running for president. They said, well, why don't you do it like you're supposed to do it? And I said, what's that? They said, well, run for like a small office and then a larger office and a larger office. And who knows, 25, 30 years, maybe you can be president. And I said, well, <laughs> this thing, we ain't going to have a country in 25 or 30 years. 
So, um, no, I, I'm, I'm not going to do it that way. Sorry. Well, you should. I said, well, I'm no politician, so, you know, I'm not going to. But you are right. It is a, it is a, uh, it is a marathon. And what I can't do in my eight years of presidency, you guys will make sure that the person that follows me will keep us on the right track. So I have faith in us. I appreciate that. And, you know, the the thing is, is, you know, why I love playing my intro and my outro because it discusses these things. We have the right to do it. And I'm going to just be funny and say it like T.I. would say expeditionally, even though I don't like T.I. at all. We don't, We have the right to, you know, when the government is no longer serving the people, we have the right. <laughs> Someone's laughing. <laughs> I think they know what I'm talking about, but um, we have a right to take our government back and any way we see fit to do so. It says the things like media, political parties can deem you to be something that you're not. The real terrorists, my, honestly, I think the real terrorist organizations are Republican and Democrat Party. And if we want to solve a lot of problems in America, we need to deem them that way. And people are like, well, what if someone wants to keep supporting them? That's cool, but you can't support a terrorist organization or you're a criminal. So I, my whole thing, honestly, is that we just educate. Educate, educate as much as we possibly can. Anyone you can talk to. Oh, we don't want to talk about politics at the bar. I don't. Okay. Well, then I'm not. Okay. You want to talk to me at the bar? Cool. Cool. Let's talk at all then. <laughs> this is your livelihood. Ignoring a problem doesn't make it go away. So uh, we have a new speaker I've never seen before. I'm very curious what they have to say. Uh, let me move Blondie back over. I am Mo TJ. Nice to meet you. I'm going to add you. Uh, Philip, do you want to add anything to what I said first before TJ goes? No, let's, let's see what he has to say because I know you're running out of time. And I don't want to be too long-winded. Absolutely. TJ, go ahead. Drop some gems for us. We're in dangerous territory. I must say I'm quite concerned on the uh, stability of this nation. I think everyone that's probably on this room right now probably can can relate to that sentiment. Um, it's almost like it, it's sheer and utter chaos um, at every moment. It seems like the coverage is chaos. It seems like our political parties are in chaos. It seems to be just chaotic. I guess the big question is, is as voting members of society, um, you know, that's our means of impact, right? And so what, what is the best method moving forward? I guess, you know, let's look at it pr pragmatically, positively. Um, how do we engage more community members? How do we get people more engaged civically? How do we change minds and opinions towards the better you know, that's the ultimate question for all this. And so I know it's really easy to focus on a lot of the problems and the issues because that's everything that gets attention now. But what's the uh, what's what's the positive outlook on that? What's the positive action? Let's propose a question to, to both of you. Thank you. I would like our future president to answer first because, um, you know, we do have um, an idea on a different solution. It's like a 
to a certain extent, um, we've discussed it, and a lot of things we come together to agreeance. Like when I, you know, we're talking about the um, pamphlets and and sending the Constitution and Bill of Rights and stuff to Declaration of Independence to the police departments because they're enforcing unconstitutional laws, and they're not only focusing, they're not focusing on the people who are actually committing laws at the government level, elite level, but they're focusing on the commoners, us. They want us to believe that we have a three part, we have a, a mid, um, um, middle class, even in the Trump administration, it's a middle class, middle class, middle class. There's no middle class. There's the elites and there's the commoners. And it's an illusion that we have it. Just like there's an illusion that there's two parties. There's not. So, Philip, did you want to add anything real quick to what, um, and answer TJ's question on how we can fix it? I, I can, you know, give that. More detail of the whole, the Constitution thing with the the police departments and sheriff departments, and you actually added on something that was really important when we had this personal conversation with sending it to them first, and not calling it a protest and thing like that because that's not going to fix anything. So go ahead. I know you have solutions, or would not for you. Well, first thing we have to do is we have to educate the people because if people aren't educated about their rights which most people just aren't they don't they don't know that they can make a change right um right now i'm just a presidential candidate but i'm an american citizen and my voice is more powerful than the presidents of the united states to be quite honest with you and so is yours and so is everyone else's um you know, in, in my way of getting out and educating people, the, the the best way that I know how is to talk to people, talk to people one-on-one, you know, not stand on a platform and talk down to people, but literally stand toe-to-toe, eye-to-eye, and talk to people. That's why um, with the campaign, we're, we're hoping within two weeks, me and my family is going to hit the road, and we're literally going to drive all over the United States. We're going to try to hit every state that we possibly can and just talk to people, share, you know, educate them to their rights, you know, hell, go have dinner with them at their house, whatever, you know, you can ask Donnie, I give people all the time my cell phone number and just say, hey, call me, Um, so I think educating the people is the best thing, we have a lot of stuff that's against us, like, we're not good for we're we're not a good enough topic because we're 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 kind of we're drama free and drama's what sells within the media um we're we're not dramatic they really don't pay us any attention or promote us or anything so you know that's a huge hurdle um and and so like i said i just have to get out and just literally go to towns and just meet people you know i got my name on the side of a a, a 24 foot trailer that states what i'm out here doing it's going to draw interest to people of all kinds from all walks of life from from the different parties and i mean how often do you get to meet a presidential candidate how often is he going to give you his personal cell phone number you know how often is he going to go sit down and have dinner with you i'm just a normal guy i mean that's what i'm going to do and, and and in the meantime, I can get the, I can get the message out, and I can educate people. People will start understanding. Um, I've got two years to do that, and like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna meet as many people as I possibly can, 
Um, but it but it boils down to our people have to understand their rights. They have to understand that they have rights. You have to explain that to them, you know, and and they just they just don't know it. So when we get the word out, things will start changing. You'll see it slowly start changing, but it'll start changing. It'll start changing. And, and when I say our favor, I mean the American people's favor, not mine and Don, Donnie's, but into the American people's favor. And and I got news for um, for everyone. If America gets fixed, you'll see the world start doing better. Because we are the backbone, the the backbone of the world. And I'm going to tell you, they're trying to break this back. And when they break our back, the world goes with us. I don't care what anybody says. Philip, do you get the feeling that you get the feeling that people are tired? Because I get that general sentiment. Um, when I go different places that people are just worn out from it, just tired of politics, tired of the fighting. For sure. <laughs> Hell, I'm tired of it. We're all tired of it. You know, it, it, it's, it's like you're beating a dead horse. You know, it, it's just over and over and over and over. You can only hear somebody lie to you so many times and then you don't listen anymore and you just get broke down and you're tired. And that's, that's what it is. It doesn't matter which side it's got from, you know, you know, it's bullshit. You know, Plus, and you just get tired. You don't listen. That that lack of hope, though, is is pretty discouraging, right? I mean, that doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. Dis- it doesn't discourage me. I mean, it doesn't discourage me because, I mean, I, look, I, I'm, I'm a Christian and I believe all things are possible through God. Um, so that that gives me all the hope that I possibly need. Um, and, and I have faith in the American people. I have faith on the people on the right people on the left. I have faith in the people in the middle. I have faith in American people. I have faith in our constitution and I, ha- you know, and of course I have faith in God first and foremost. And, and I just listen, America's too tough. We're too strong. Americans are, they just got to see, that they're going to have a leader, that they're going to have people that will voice their opinion, that will that will stand up for their rights, that will be there for them. You know, that will sacrifice their life, basically, for them. That's what people need. And and I can, if you ever want to have more of a conversation, I'll be glad to send you my cell phone number and we can talk about it. I can tell you a little bit about my personal experiences and what got me here, but um, I, 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 we feel, look, America, me, I'm going to say me with everything going on. I feel like I've been beat up, but I don't feel like I've been beat. Okay. And, and I, America's the same way. We feel like we've been beat up, but we don't feel like we've been beat. We've got more in us. We can keep going, but I don't know how long. So it's time to stand up and fight. So, absolutely. And then, I don't like to give my prop myself props too much. If you're listening, call in. I think I'm the first person to have someone on here that's talking as a presidential candidate for 2024. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 
But um, Ice Judge said that LOLTI interviewing Alex Jones was hilarious. I actually was looking up a clip. Hopefully, it's the right clip you're talking about. I'm going to play it after we hear um, from, actually, Robert spoke already. TJ spoke. Okay, TJ, you don't have to go anywhere. I'm going to put you back in the queue. Um, and I'm going to play this clip, and hopefully it's what we're looking for. Ice Judge, I like to make, you know, you're reminding me sometimes, like, you know, this is so serious. Sometimes you remind me, like, it's not. No, we can laugh a little bit. And I, I think you said what I said, too, because when I'm on this clip, it says expeditiously. <laughs> and that's what he says all the time. And it says E-X-P-E. And it has little little symbols on it. It says with tip. Yeah, yes. So we're going to play it. Here we go. Hold on. Hopefully this is what we want to hear. It's looking to file bankruptcy. Could you tell the people what the strategy may be for that and the impact it may have on the American public? Well, sure. What happens is once these companies know they're about to lose losses, they declare bankruptcy so that they don't have to pay out all the money and so the people that actually did it get away with it. And and, and a lot of those companies, their own documents have come out. Their business plan is to make a new, more addictive opioid to beat all the others. And then they think by the time that ever happens, they'll just declare bankruptcy and already moved it over into other companies. So I think you do the answer to your own. But yeah, that's yeah, it. absolutely. I that's just want to see if you're going to tell the truth. Um, <laughs> tell now, the truth. I'm, I'm no, I'm saying I just wanted. I mean, you no, know, but, we're no, getting but, to know each other. No, but everything you know perspective. I mean, I'm trying to be truthful here. Absolutely. And, and so I'll give you that. That actually, some of the things Trump has said have been divisive. By the way, I've never seen this clip before. I'm playing it. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not a fan of either man. Like I said, I typically don't follow the herd. Um, that's who I am. And also, I do not I actually will say I don't like T.I. But since the fact that, you know, Ice Judge brought it up, I was decided, you know what? I never heard about them doing an interview together. And I'm going to play a clip, but it makes me more skeptical of Alex Jones if he had T.I. on there. Just saying. Let me play the rest of this clip. We have... It's a one minute and 51 second clip, and we have 47 seconds where we're at right now. So maybe another few seconds, it'll be over. But I didn't know this. So this is interesting. We can, inter- you know, interject some things sometimes as, you know, calms the waters a little bit. I'm going to finish playing it now. Here we go. And, and that was, yeah. I was just, you get so used to being attacked because I've supported Trump that you just right. start defending that's and, right. But, you know, nobody's perfect. And I agree. Right is right and wrong. He can be less divisive. Hey, but, but, but what about Trump opening up the golf course? What about Trump with uh, don't nobody Kanye? Listen. Black people don't play golf. Okay, well. B-F-T-I. Who is Tiger Woods? Oh, he don't count because he's part Asian? Are you serious? See, that's why I don't like T.I. Yes, make it about race. Yes, make it about race. I don't like it. Here we go. Well, been around my you know what I'm saying? Course. You got you got Tiger Woods and okay. There's a so, golf course by my house. There's plenty of black people. Man, <laughs> listen, man. All I'm saying is, bro, uh, if you want to really, well, let me expand on this. Like tennis courts, basketball courts, handball, racquetball. You know what I mean? Football. They even let men play sports that are black, and they claim the women and take all the championships. And it's been going on for a long time. But that's a different discussion. I'll play the rest of it. I, I'm sorry, you guys. This, I don't like T.I. You hear how we're talking about something different and he makes it about race? 
That's divisive. That's what these parties do. Who does he represent? The Democrat Party. He's one of their faces. If you go to Breakfast Club, who they have on there? Hillary Clinton, Cardi B, um, Joe Biden. They all say terrible things. But, you know, we're just supposed to be okay with it because these are supposed to be for the black people. This is their entertainment. They don't, they're not smart enough to realize we're manipulating them. Okay, I'll let them proceed. I will not cut in anymore, I promise you guys, but I can't stand T.I. Then when him and Candace Owens was going out, ooh, that too, like, he was just using his celebrity to get the crowd to cheer for him. He didn't say nothing worth nothing. He sounded like an MC to me, like, come on, throw your hands up. That's what he reminded me of. Throw your hands up. He didn't add nothing to the conversation. Anyways, like I said, I, I digress. And I'll play... Uh, the rest of this without interrupting them, but T.I. is so annoying and stupid, but he thinks he's smart. That's the biggest, oh, it's so annoying when people think they're smart and they're dumb. I'm sorry, here we go. I think. Here we go. Ball fields, you know. What about Trump? What about Trump with a, a, a Kanye uh, moving to reform prison? Uh, so that black people aren't given three times the sentence white people are for the same drugs. Listen, you know that was that's, Hillary. That's, what, that's called the crack law. Yeah. That's called the crack law. Now, we spoke about the crack law, and the crack law has been trending itself downward since far before Trump was in it. But it's still a good thing. Okay. The, the show is going on, apparently. Um... But they threw an ad in. I'm not playing the ad because it's not paying for the ad. And he literally brought up, Alex Jones brought up the whole thing with the, the drug laws and everything and the Hillary Clinton, the Clinton administration. T.I. just brushed what he just said away. How are we going to solve anything? You can't solve no problems if you don't know how to, you can't find a solution to the problem if you can't identify the problem. If you're willfully ignorant of the problem, or exponentially, intentionally avoiding the problem, then how do we solve it? I can't stand T.I. with all my heart because you say you're for the black community. You're saying you're a senator trying to do all this. You are a puppet for a group. You are not for, honestly, if the Republican Party may give him more money, you probably jump over to them in a heartbeat. But he's in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, he claims he's Atlanta, but there's a, a, a cute little rapper girl who came out. I think her name is Octavia or something. She's like, um, Athens, that's not Atlanta. Like certain things, it's not Atlanta. People, just because they're in Georgia, they claim Atlanta. And that's what they do. They have these conversations. And then, you know, Alex Jones wants to speak, but he can't. Tia cuts him off. He just throws what he says on the rug. This girl, Hillary Clinton, this woman, Says she had hot sauce in her bag because Beyonce just said in a song that same year that she had hot sauce in her bag, swag, as if that determines how we vote because they think we're stupid. Prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. If someone's saying things like that as if you're stupid, prove them wrong that you're not stupid. And don't support those kind of people. And I'm not saying do not support Republican either. They have their time in history when, you know, it's, you know, abolitionists, all of this stuff going on. By the way, I'm working on an article on that when it comes to censorship. It's, I'm going to get to that. But I cannot stand it. 
when someone wants to sit there and act like one side is so terrible, pointing fingers. They keep pointing fingers at each other and switching up history and what actually happened. And they use these puppets like T.I. to push their narratives. Oh, it was so cool. Alex Jones, maybe a far right consider, you know, far right wing person. And T.I., far left person, having a conversation together. But guess who they let dominate the conversation? T.I. When I watch this video, they have the expeditionally on the, the screen as like a little terminology as if it's a real word. But Ice, a judge, I'm happy you brought that up. And we have seven, I'll, I'll do seven minutes. I got seven minutes left in me on the show tonight. I did I did another show earlier. I want some more. But what we need to do, if you are on any other platforms besides this one, share it. If you spoke tonight, uh, make sure you go to where you can uh, do a highlight. Man, at least share what you said, right? And share it so we have more people come up and have this conversation. This is way clearer, way better, way more organized in the sense how they set everything up than um, Twitter spaces. And I think that's honestly really the true reason why I got suspended for seven days over nothing. So, Philip, do you want to add anything? And I'm going to do something a little different. So after everyone's done talking, I'm going to play what um, George Washington said again. Not him himself, but that video again. And then I'll play the outro because everyone wasn't here when I played it before. That needs to be embedded in our minds. Probably the best president we've ever had in this nation was George Washington. And he was not affiliated, affiliated with a party. The parties are the problem. They're the conflict. And the sooner we wake people up, because you can't be on a Democrat calling a Republican a sheep, and you can't sit there and call a, a, a Democrat a sheep if you're a Republican. You are both sheep on two different lanes to go to the slaughterhouse. All we're trying to do is deter you guys from making it there because we know better. That's that's all it is. Because we love God. We know God gave us his rights. They have been trying to get rid of him heavy in this country because they want us to fall. America wasn't supposed to be here. Rome fell. They have a republic, everything as well. Open up the borders. Sitting there simping with celebrities. All that downfall. I think, honestly, if you think about historically, we look at the Bible, everything, there's a reason why people fall. Countries fall. Empires fall. America is not just a country. It is an empire. But it's a bully. And it represents us as bullies. And we don't want to be represented that way. And the Democrat and Republican Party has represented us as bullies. They don't do nothing to liberate anybody. They claim they are. But they're not. Philip. You want to add anything before I play George Washington part in the closing um, video? Hey, you're cutting in and out. That's one thing that I want to tell you. But, look, I don't have anything to say right now. I want to hear what everybody else has to say. But I do have somebody that wants to say hey, Donnie. You going to say hey? Uh, hey. Fast. That's James. Yes, James. Say hey, Donnie. Hi, Donnie. Hey, James. How are you? Yes. How are you? 
Good. Okay, so James, I was talking to a lady earlier about you and how sweet you are and how much you support your daddy. And I said you were six years old. I was off a lot because you can speak so well and you have your own ideas and you've won awards and trophies, you know. How yeah, he's old only are three. You? He's, he's only, only three. three. <laughs> <laughs> he's only three years old. And I thought he was a Six years old. That's all right. Well, he wants to hear what these other people have to say. He might have a response to them. <laughs> so I'm going to pull up TJ and Blondie and Robert, and then we're going to close out after that, guys. Um, It will go over three minutes, but please, please keep it simple because we will shut this down Um, no later than 1115 Central Standard Time. So IMO, I'm going to add you back. I'm making you a caller. There you go. Go ahead and unmute your mic. And now I'll just have to say kudos to you, Philip, for standing up for what you believe in. That's all I got to say. I hope everyone has a good night. Thank you and good night, man. Good night, good night, good night. (laughs) He's a better campaign manager than I am. (laughs) James, you're so amazing. I appreciate you. IMO, I appreciate you for hopping in here. Uh, I doesn't matter if you, I actually, you need to make sure you share this channel, right? This podcast with people. Um, if you agree or not, because if you don't agree with me, you should bring your goons in here to, you know, go after me. But it sounds like we're all for liberty so far here tonight. So um, I appreciate your time. You're amazing. And God bless you. And hey, IMO, TJ, whichever it is, I sent you my phone number. You're welcome to call me anytime. All right. Give me one second, you guys. I'm going to switch over to Robert. Robert, you ready? Yeah. Um, I I do think it's uh, that it's also important. You're which Ice Judge is absolutely right. You know we could that you're right. We we have a lot to be angry about. But one of the things that I think made George Carlin so successful, for example, was the fact that he could that he could find humor out of out of how horrible the world is. And that's why people still today watch his comedy. So I think I think we need to make sure uh, make sure that while while we're while we're talking about the problem, we we continue to promote the solution as well. You know, because it's uh, because quite frankly, yeah, everybody's. I think information overload is a huge problem these days. I'm kind of on information overload, which is why I've kind of eased up on watching Tucker. It takes me a while to. <laughs> To actually get around to catching up on uh, catching up on news, I I I, I, I DVR the stuff at once. Sometimes I'll just turn on Steve Wilkos or something something stupid because because uh, quite frankly, it's just hard to put up with things these days. But these are things we do need to talk about. So just remember balance. Absolutely, thank you, Robert. I'm Blondie. We're gonna bring you up. Next, 
Let me put you up here. If you have any questions for Philip, you can. By the way, before you guys leave, Philip is going to be going in depth in his campaign, where he stands for everything Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Make sure you're there. Make sure you're sharing it because, honestly, we can win. We can. And, you know, even if we don't win because they cheat, we still won. But at the end of the day, we still have our constitution at hand, everything. We're not going to sit there and just fall back and just let everything happen the way it is because we're not um, weak. Um, So, B, go ahead. And then, oh, Robert already spoke. Hold on. No, he isn't going again. So Blondie, then Robert, Philip, and then we're going to close it out by 11.15. So make sure that we know we're short and sweet. Hey, uh, thank you, everybody, for sharing. We all, you know, stand the same as Americans, and we know the problems that are going around in our nation. It's a horrible thing, but it's a fact. But one thing I wanted to ask uh, Phil is, Let's say you get into the presidency. Would you make it your agenda to look into the secret societies? And may I say something historically? That is what JFK died when he announced that he was looking into the secret societies. And I believe that was like two weeks before he got shot in Dallas. And you guys are from Texas, so you guys know that area better than I do. So would you look into... This is a question for Phil. Would you, would you look into... The secret wait, 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 society wait. that both, real quick, we're both in Texas. We're not from Texas. Okay. Then thank you. So that's my question to Phil. Would you look into the powers that be, be that run the, the government behind the government, that secret society that JFK wanted to give, do away with and that took out basically Trump um, in this last election? Would you do everything in your power to make sure they're finally put to rest once and for all? And that power of the people is really in the hands of the people and not some secret government. The Illuminati, the Freemasons, the Knights of Columbus, and all the dummies, whether Club of Rome, Bilderberg, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Alex Jones has done extensive videos on this. Daniel Estudin, the former KGB turned journalist, who's a spy, has done a lot of book writing on this. And, and there's many others that had even died and disappeared. Luckily, Alex Jones didn't disappear, but he's he's still one of the good guys, I believe. But he's 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 brought out all these groups, politicians historically that have been set up to win, are usually lined up with with the secret society. It was even seen that as Trump lost, the hands that 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 uh, his former vice president Mike Pence was shaking, he's been caught doing the Illuminati handshake of the Freemasons. Do you think that's right that we have such groups basically distorting and perverting our democracies? That's something that's never really brought brought up. And it's not, I'm not saying that's conspiracy. These groups do exist historically. In fact, George Washington was one of them. I don't think he was a bad one, but now that they have this power, they, they want to give us their new world order. They want to bring about their antichrist. Let's call it as it is. But they want to take the United States down. So that's my question to you, Phil. From a fellow American to another American. Let me let Philip answer your question, but I want to make some kind of quick correction here. Uh, we are not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. Um, it's a very big difference, but Philip, go ahead. So, okay. It doesn't matter what it is. 
if it is something that affects or wants to destroy, if it's anything that wants to affect or destroy our country or our rights, our constitutional rights, you have my word. I will squash them. Well, let me let me back up. We Americans, we will squash them. Okay. Now, I'm not going to tell people what they can and cannot believe in as long as it doesn't affect, harm our rights or our people. So I, I'm, I'm not saying that because it is your constitutional right to believe in whatever you want to believe in, to believe in whatever God you want to believe in, or however you want to do it. But if it is going to cause harm to our constitutional rights, or well, if it causes harm to our constitutional rights, it's going to destroy the country. But destroy the country, I give you my word, I will take this giant boot that is called a United States citizen and I will plant it square in the crack of their ass and we will do away with them. Thank you, Philip. Robert, go ahead. Well, so, well, so far, I, I think I said a lot what I'd say. Um, Philip, when I... What uh, I uh, was not, just so you know, when I say it's a marathon, I I don't mean that we stop working, but I mean that we need to we need to have uh, we need to have the discipline to to understand that it took over fifth that in the 1950s the Soviets created a plan to bring communism to the United States. And it looks like a lot of our leaders embraced it. So if it took at least 50 years for them to bring us some of the crap that we have today, it's going to take a long time to undo the damage. And that doesn't mean we don't aggressively try to solve it, but that means we have to have the endurance to be able to keep the fight going and to bring the and to encourage others to keep the fight going. Apply to that, uh, Philip, before we hop off here, and I'll play the Washington piece again. And okay. I will, what, real quick, I'll play the Washington piece again after Philip goes. If you want to speak on it, because I played it earlier and some of y'all weren't here yet, you can. And then I'm going to close out, but it's going to be really quick. But Philip, go ahead. So um, I'll make it quick. I understood what you what you were talking about, Robert. I keep wanting to call you flamethrower. Sorry, uh, Robert. Um, no, I agree with you, and 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 I get I get what you're saying. Um, but we got to start somewhere, and it's time to start now. You know, we can't wait any longer to start. And is um, <laughs> in the background? Who was that? Was that James? That's James. That's James. He's- <laughs> He was going, Robert, Robert. That's what he was doing. <laughs> That's hilarious. Robert, Robert you have I, a fan. <laughs> yeah. He's getting sleepy. He gets goofy when he gets sleepy. So, um, um, but no, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. We just got to start. Like, I know it's going to take time. I, I, it, my opinion, I think it's going to take three generations, and but that's my opinion. Um, but but it is going to take time. The problem is, if we don't start now, we're going to run out of time to start. You know, and so we have to start now. You know, and I have to do it, man. I have to do it for our country's sake, 
But but what's even more important to me for doing it for our country's sake is for doing it for my children's sake. You know, in my household, it goes God, family, country, in that order exactly. So I I, I have to do this. I have to. So anyway, but I, I do agree with you, Mister Robert. Yeah, you're good. And it's what? What? Wait, wait a minute. Why is James up at eleven oh nine? Because daddy's up and James don't go to sleep until daddy goes to sleep. And and I was giving him a massage so he'd be quiet, but my hand started hurting. So <laughs> you got to listen to him. <laughs> no, it's never a problem for me. I love hearing James. So I'm going to go ahead and play this clip one more time, you guys. And it's about three minutes and some odd seconds. It's about uh, George Washington and, you know, the, the consequences of having uh, political parties. And then we're going to come back. And then if anyone hasn't heard this earlier, they want to speak on it, we can. And then we're going to close it out. So let me go ahead and play this. I think it's great. And I hope you enjoy it. Un momento, por favor. Here we go. Why was George Washington not a member of a political party? In the long history of the American Republic, there have been 45 presidents of the United States, and only one, the first president, George Washington, did not represent a political party. Put another way, every president since 1796 has. But Washington believed, as did many of his contemporaries in the American founding era, that political parties were an evil to be avoided, or failing that, to be contained and overcome. There are a few important reasons for that. In fact, the Constitution that Washington helped to draft in Philadelphia in 1787, the Constitution our government still operates under today, makes absolutely no mention of political parties. And it clearly did not anticipate them. For example, as originally ratified, the U.S. Constitution declared that the second place vote getter in the presidential election would serve as vice president of the United States. Hillary Clinton would serve as vice president under Donald Trump. Mitt Romney would have served under Barack Obama. Only in 1804, with the ratification of the 12th Amendment, was this procedure changed, and members of the Electoral College began to submit separate ballots for president and vice president. Also, political parties as we know them only began to take shape while Washington was in office. His unanimous election as president in 1788 had only served to convince him and others that just maybe this American Republic may never see political parties develop. But frustratingly, by 1793 or 1794, there was an emerging split between two distinct visions for the future of the country. In particular, groups calling themselves Democratic-Republican societies began to appear in cities around the nation. And this was new. They would form the nucleus of a formal, concerted opposition party, something that frightened many people, including Washington. Why did it happen when it did? It's hard to imagine that the split would have appeared around 1794 without the pressures of international war. Only after Great Britain and revolutionary France went to war in 1793 did the Democratic-Republican Party really begin to form itself as a true opposition party in American politics against what would become known as the Federalist Party. Some ongoing debates over domestic issues like the creation of a national bank and other economic issues became intertwined with these more divisive foreign policy questions, such as whether the United States should actually enter the war on the side of the French Republic. Thomas Jefferson himself said in 1793, that the war, quote, kindled and brought forward the two parties with an ardor which our own interests merely could never excite. But Washington, 
remained above the fray through the end of his second and final term as president. He wanted to be a president of all the American people. And the most important reason was this. He believed unity, not division, was necessary for a democratic republic to survive. And Washington truly believed that political parties like these would only serve to divide and ultimately destroy the young United States. His words in what's become known as the farewell address, his advice to the nation as he prepared to leave the presidency in 1796, are clear on this point. What he called, quote, the spirit of party serves, quote, always to distract the public councils and enfeeble the public administration. It agitates the community with ill-founded jealousies and false alarms, kindles the animosity of one party against another, foments occasionally riot and insurrection. Washington was even sure that, that the spirit of party, quote, opens the door to foreign influence and corruption, which finds a facilitated access to the government itself through the channels of party passions. Throughout his political life, all the way to his death in 1799, George Washington was confident that the Republic could and should function without the existence of political parties. You know, I really like hearing that. He could <laughs> And if you, you know, you may never heard this guy or seen this guy before. Um, he's not white. Um, he looks like he's biracial or somewhere um, of the brown trait somewhere. But, um, one thing you said about the spirits of the party. I feel like people have more loyalty to a party than their own rights, freedoms, and liberties. And that's why Donnie and Philip, Robert, Blondie, I judge, Steve, I just met TJ, I don't and then uh, I think John earlier. I don't know about their those last people I just said. That's why we care so much. Because we 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 get it. We get it. And then when you see people simping for parties and you see that, how long has the Democrat Party been around? For 194 years. And then how long has the Republican Party been around? I think 170 some years. And they're still pointing fingers at each other on what's going wrong. And how come people are thinking, well, well these are the only two options and they apparently, apparently they can't get it right. Then why do we keep repeating the same thing over and over again, expecting different results? That's insanity. That's insane. If you really care about your liberties and freedoms, then why are your loyalties with politicians and parties? So anyone wants to grab a mic before, about what we just heard and say anything, you can. Philip, go ahead while we wait for that. And then if not, we're going to close it out. So, Philip, go ahead and respond again ish about what you think about that. And if anyone wants to up, come up here and say anything about what we just heard. Um, and by the way, make sure you like this uh, podcast. I'm quite sure there's an algorithm. If all of y'all who listen to this at least like it, it's very helpful. Share it to all your social media platforms, all of them, so people can hear this conversation. Because it wasn't attacking people, you know, personally. It's about us as people together that we aren't really divided, but they've manipulated us into believing that we are. Um, Blondie, I see you're there. Philip, go ahead. I'll pull Blondie and then we're going to close out because he's the only person in the queue right now. You have one minute. If this is one seventeen, before someone else will jump up here, then we're going to go with Blondie last. But Philip, go ahead. Okay. Like I said earlier, I agree 100% with that. And, and like you and I had talked about before, 
you know, um, the, the parties are the problem. It's not the people. It's the parties. It's the parties that have split the people. Um, the only reason why we have a right side and a left side is because of the parties. And as I said before, the um, the parties are just a, two separate cheeks on the same butt. They're all the same. Um, and no matter how good you think your candidate is, it's a vote for the party. It, it, it's You're not voting for the individual. So we have to get away from the parties. We have to. This country will not survive if we stay party affiliated. You know, we just have to. So if you got anything to say, James, because you're, you're nothing. Okay, you want to say goodnight? I thought he was crying. I thought no, he got a whooping. He's crying, he's giggling. <laughs> I listen, thought he got a whooping when the mic was muted. I was like, what did he do? <laughs> Real fast, James. You want to say your prayer? Say it. They're listening. God, please take me, my dad, and my and my all my family. Thank you for that, for that, for that food. For that. What? Thank you for everything. Everything you've given us. And we pray that everybody will be happy and, and healthy. And healthy. Amen. Yep. Amen. Okay. Now that's that is so sweet. I'm sorry. I'm a little teary eyed. That was so sweet. I'm gonna clip that. By the way, that was so sweet. And then if he may forget something, his daddy's there to make sure he remembers. You can't pull your boot up by yourself, son. I'll pull your boot up for you. For now. Well, well, listen, um, um, I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to listen, but I got to get this little one into bed. So, You're good. I understand. <laughs> y'all have a good night. We genuinely here at the Drake family love you, whether we know you or not. And um, listen, never forget, we'll fight for you, the whole family. Every one of us, we're going to fight for you because we have to. And y'all have a good night. You too. Thank you so much. Say it again. I bet everyone cannot wait to come back on. Good night, James. I bet everyone cannot wait to come back. Make sure you bring James with you. Just saying. Um, (laughs) Wednesday. Um, Who's president here? James or me? (laughs) I mean. You and me. Oh, me and you. He said me and him's (laughs) running president. So it's good. (laughs) Well, thank you, James, for coming on and talking with us. You're such a sweetie. Um, get some rest. You know, I'll call you guys tomorrow. Um, we'll get to Blondie. Uh, go ahead and unmute your mic. We're going to keep it at one minute, uh, and then we're going to close it out with the um, the Donnie the Don show anthem, the Declaration of Independence. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, no, it was, uh, I mean, to take you back to the past, just listening to that fellow that spoke uh, basically our constitution. It's true what, what Phil, what you're saying, that this party thing has to be done away with. Either you're loyal to the nation as a constitutionalist, or you're, lo- you're loyal to your whatever party you're affiliated. And that nonsense has to stop you. You are for the party. That's the very same question I ask a friend from Honduras. And why do I compare? Because I told him, what are you? Are you really for the constitution of your country, or are you for your liberal? A party in your country. 
Because if you say you're for the party, then you're really a traitor then. That means that at the end of the day, whatever fails, if you do not stand up for what you believe in that constitution, it doesn't matter what you stand. You fall. Either you stand for something or you fall for everything. What is it going to be? And this is a, a brother in the Lord that I had to challenge. I go, you say you're you're liberal, you're lefty, basically, a communist in your country. But you're you're you always tell me about the party. I never once hear about your constitution. My party is my fail in my country here, the USA, the ones that open the door for you to be here. But at the end of the day, if I don't stand up with my fellow Americans, Christian, constitutionalists, I'm nothing. I got to stand on firm ground. And I'm going to compare it to the Bible. Jesus Christ is a rock. Everything else is sinking sand. First is God, like Phil said, family and country. Okay? And I think uh, George Patton said it. Duty, honor, country. How does Michael Savage say it? Borders, language, culture. There's got to be in three. Borders, language, culture. Duty, honor, country. We have to have that. And it can't, can't get away. We got to make the USA number one. Whether they want to say that you're being protectionist, whatever. It's, we don't have a USA. No, we won't have a country and the world won't, won't, won't have nothing because they all depend on us. Anyway, I leave you with that, guys. Thank you. Have a blessed night. God bless you. back. I love it. Thank you so much for dropping those gems. This is what it's about. This is a community. It's what we talk about. I want to go to the comment section. Um, Steve said, I've never been political. I've always been independent. Absolutely. Um, we're going to bring up Robert real quick. And after Robert, less than a minute, though, please. Um, and then we're going to close it out for the night. Um, what do you got What do you got for us? Well, he's right. Loyalty to the party is what's causing the problem in this country. Uh, and quite, quite frankly, I like I said, it's a good thing what it's a good thing what we're doing here. Um, I just I didn't really wish we knew a way there was a way we could we could uh, do this on a much bigger platform because I I was actually thinking that that maybe that maybe we could start that maybe we could. Start to plan events like down the road uh because uh I, like i know it's summertime in dc you know we could get money to we could get money together and then and then we could plan events uh so or you know we we need to do things that are going to they're going to make a difference because i'm not saying that you're not making a difference but we need to make our we need to find a way to make our voices a lot louder. You're absolutely right about that. Um, and earlier we discussed some of those things that we want to do or plan on doing. We just got to organize them and figure out where we're going to go and, and what areas to go to. Um, like, I feel like I don't want to discredit uh, Turning Point and PragerU and Blexit on the educational piece of things, but when it comes to action and actually doing something, I haven't seen that. But if you want to see any of those celebrities, I want you to pay $1,000 to go to those things. If you hear about Donnie, Robert, Philip, Steve, or any of us that are here tonight, 
wanting to go and do something in your area, let's work together to do those things because it, it, it takes a community, your community, you have to protect your community in order for us to do what we need to do um, in order to succeed and win here. Because I have made a suggestion, I'll make it real quick. It was a little off topic, but if we make it uh, pass a law um, and add to our constitution that the people who represent us and the Congress, the federal Congress has to live here instead of in DC, we have divided them. And then they are forced to look us in the eye every day and be held accountable for whatever they do. These lobbyists are gonna have to work harder to get to these people and pay more money, whatever they, we have to do certain things to, to solve our issues. But at the end of the day, Yes, we should get behind an independent at this point in time because neither party represents us. And we need to really research the the candidates, not just whatever party, whatever independent. Because when I saw that Abbott decided to destroy somehow everybody who ran against him, even though everyone was fed up with him, um, I, I figured that would happen, but... I didn't realize that they're going to do the whole landslide thing to try to discourage anyone from everyone to invest into their campaign and their liberties to fight for something. That's actually worse than like a close race that you stole the election from. You try to ment mentally manipulate people into not wanting to support those kind of people because they can't win. So they keep doing, if you're an independent, you can't win. If you believe that that's what's going to happen. If you want something different than what you've been getting, then you need to support what you actually believe in, everybody. And that's why these these, these discussions we have in these spaces, this is a community discussion. It's not just me talking to you and then I'll pull you up after I've been talking for an hour. It's not about me. It's about everybody. And we need to get enough people in line who will be willing to fight for those things. Not necessarily physically, but when you need to show up, you show up, right? So I'm going to play our – thank you, Robert. Do you want to add anything else? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to put this out there for you. If if you want to – if you ever want to come to the National Mall and and and, re, and really and say anything, I, I'm willing to help you. I'm willing to help out with the – with getting the permits and everything so that way – so that way, there's no paperwork they could use to say, uh, "Well, you don't have a license to be here," you know, just just to play, just to be on the safe side, you know. So I I understand that, and I think honestly, that, I think that's a great thing. I appreciate you offer that, but um, you can't license someone's rights. So if I'm gonna stand on what I stand on, I'm not. Gonna, that's why I don't have a nonprofit, right? Because I'm not trying to be some kind of slave to the government. So we have the right to assemble. We have the right to be able to freely express ourselves. And if I want to go somewhere and a bunch of other people want to go with me to do it, then we have the right to do so. The the Declaration of Independence says, um, I'm, I know I'm going to rewrite it and make a quote and make this a, a meme. We have the right to expeditiously, like T.I. says, to take back our country, if that makes sense. So let me close this out in our outro. We'll be back, we'll be back tomorrow. Honestly, it's supposed to be Monday through Friday. There'll be some weekend shows. 
because I love talking to you guys. And then we have, we come together, we find solutions and we get to know each other better. And that's why we all keep coming back and having these conversations. Because if you didn't like it, if you didn't see any value in it, you wouldn't come back. I wouldn't. I understand. And that's why I tell y'all every time that y'all are here listening that I appreciate every single last one of you girls for being here. Even if you, I look at your profile and I'm like, mm, they may come up here and they may try to argue with me. But I don't, we don't have to be, you know, I say, hey, you can come up here that we want to say, but we need to be cordial. But the fact is that you guys stay here for at least an hour with me. Um, y'all don't typically leave. Y'all, the same people who were here for the most part are still here. Some people have to dip. I understand. But like, this is a community and we need to be functioning, doing these certain things as communities, not false worship idling. Worshiping Trump, I saw him on some like cross thing as if he was Jesus. That's sick to me. He's not Jesus. What are you people doing? I'm looking at people praising people just because um, they have a big platform like um, Elon Musk and um, John Joe Rogan, not John Joe Rogan and uh, Tulsi Gabbard because they're on the other side and they say something we agree with. They will support someone like that before they will support Donnie or Philip or Flamethrower or Steve, Blondie, Ice Judge, plus other. <laughs> That's what they will do. But we have to physically go out there and do the things we need to do in order for us to win. And, you know, um, these few men took on, you know, Britain and we got we have America now. So we're going to close this out. Decoration of Independence. And I mean, honestly, I think James should hear this over and over again. So it's a bed in his brain, like any kind of nursery rhyme. I feel like that all rights should be some kind of nursery rhyme so we can memorize exactly what they are so we know what it is. And that's a new idea. I'm going to do some thinking about that, actually. Turning our rights into nursery rhymes so people don't forget them. So they can contain can contain them, know them, and defend them. So here we go. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government. Laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into the Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property. Be free.